One note on the ice cream, though. Um, my mom, just fun mama bee fact, she is from Wisconsin. Uh-huh. And she thought that ice cream was like a great after-school snack. So <laughs> it's kind of amazing I'm not 300 pounds because it was served to me like three to four times a week after school. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. What a yeah. wonderful child. Oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> it was all ice cream and more ice cream. And uh, unwanted psychological evaluations. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) That was me talking to Anna Sale from WNYC's podcast, Death, Sex, and Money. She's our guest today, and we were talking about none other than my ice cream lover of a mother, Dr. Elizabeth Skavinsky-Bortman. My mom is a psychologist and family therapist, and this is her show. I'm your host, Rebecca Garza-Bortman, and you're listening to Advice from Mom. And I'm dying to find out what you want me to talk about. I think you know. I mean, it's season three, right? (gasps) Oh, it's such an exciting season. It's going to be the best season ever. (laughs) Best. That's why I flew all the way across the country so that we could record the introduction to season three together. Usually we record this podcast across coasts. But I was like, oh my gosh, season three, I got to get there to Pittsburgh. We got to record this intro together. Together. Oh, you would do that. You did do that. I mean, I'm here, right? Just like that. And then I forgot to bring a second microphone, which means we're cheek to cheek right now. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's okay? My hair isn't tickling you? Mm, No, it's it's kind of, I see the red out of the side of my eye. Mom, it's pink. Anyways, so... um, Pretty girl is like a song. You know, it's funny that you sang right now because I wanted to start season three with a song. I am not surprised by that. With a jingle. Oh, I should give you the microphone completely. No, you should just respond on the microphone in your motherly hilariousness. Okay. 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 Hold on one second. Do you feel... Do you feel... That's adorable. Do you like it? I like it. Do you think that should be our theme song for all of season three? I'm glad you thought of it. I wouldn't have thought of it, but it's absolutely true, honest, for sure. Well, I mean, it's kind of a divide and conquer thing. I think of things like this, and you think of good advice, and then I just record it, and then we have a podcast. Then we have a podcast. Oh, you're going to make fun of me now? Um, Of course. Pickleball (sighs) is good for any time of the day or night. It's true. Actually, thank you for reminding me. So what people are going to hear on this episode is a question, my mom's advice, us giving each other a hard time, which has clearly already begun, and then we're going to hear from Anna Sale. It's going to be great. It's like a wham-bam, thank you for the advice, ma'ams. Should I remind people that this podcast is for informational purposes only and it's not intended to offer diagnosis or treatment for any medical or psychological disorder and all treatment decisions should be made in partnership with your health professional? Yes, it's a very good idea to do so. Okay, you ready? This one's a little serious. Yes. Okay. Here's the question. Today's question comes from a gentleman who tells us that he is almost 34, living in Asheville, North Carolina. Dear Mama B, 
I've been going through a turbulent transition period, and I have to say, your good advice and your playful songs have really helped me a lot. I want you to know that I've been reaching out to my support systems, and I've been listening a lot more to my inner voice, and I've been trying to lower my expectations. My question for you today is about work and money, but perhaps the real issue is about my inability to sit still for very long. I seem to be decently good at getting jobs, but bad at staying at them. Twice now I've climbed the ladder to obtain a good paying job with health insurance, and twice I've quit in less than a year to pursue some sort of passion project that ultimately leaves me exhausted and broke. Since graduating from college, I've moved at least 13 times, and now I'm looking to plant myself in Asheville, where my sister lives, for a while. Hopefully, for a long while. In many ways, I've lived a charmed and privileged life. I'm well-educated, and I've gotten to go on grand adventures. But I've also struggled with substance abuse, depression, and impulses to self-harm. My dad comes from a long line of Ivy League wasps with moral shortcomings. As a 17-year-old, I was blindsided by the revelation that ultimately led to four felony counts against my dad and my parents' divorce. I didn't know who to trust. I had a great therapist recently when I lived in the Bay, to whom I was able to finally express just how unmoored I felt as a young adult. I've also found out about adult children of alcoholics, and that's been very helpful. My question is, how do I create stability and prosperity for myself over the long haul? I think my main challenge is learning how to curb my impulse to cut and run, which I think stems from a combination of fear and boredom. Signed, Looking to Plant. Well, Looking to Plant, you've brought this big life question to the right podcast. Here's advice from my mom. Hello, hello to you looking to plant. I'm so appreciative of your question. It's so relevant and it's extremely important. I'm very proud of you that you wrote it in to us. For me personally, it was pretty hard to prepare my answer to this question because many of my th- own thoughts of my own past came flooding into my mind. So in my younger life, I had many difficult days and weeks and months because uh, I was struggling with my own mood disorder. So as I give you my thoughts and you hear my words, you'll know I've been there too. And uh, I've been there with my demons. And to all our listeners, sometime in every one of our lives, we are going to either deal with a mood disorder or an anxiety disorder, or we will be close to someone who is dealing with a mood disorder or an anxiety disorder. So in that way, this is relevant to every one of us. So looking to plant, first I want to give you some pats on the back, POBs as we call them. So you've already been making a a number of important changes and you tell us about those in your question. You say, I've been reaching out to my support networks. 
I've been listening more to my inner voice. I'm trying to lower my expectations. Bravo. Bravo. You are being what I call proactive. You also know, you already know, that you ought to stabilize your lifestyle. Absolutely a good idea, a very important factor. As I read your question, many red flags popped up in my mind. You described impulsivity, inability to stay at a job, many changes, moves, and big transitions, depression, impulses to self-harm, substance use. It's another piece that uh, really impressed me. You're very open, and that is such a big help in, a, in trying to solve this kind of an issue. So given all these symptoms, it sounds like you may have a mood disorder. Of course, I'm not your therapist, and therefore I cannot d- diagnose you know, what's going on with you. But I would like to clarify that what a mood disorder is, is not having good stability in your moods. The mood is either very depressed or the mood is up and down. That's, that is sometimes very depressed and other times possibly almost uh, hyperactive or very what we call manicky and either either kind of fluctuation in your mood uh, is not good and most people who have up and down moods are very unhappy with it because they themselves can't predict what will happen today since yesterday was a terrible day and the day before was an okay day, what will happen today? So they can't really live their lives easily. And uh, that's not to mention at all the impact it has on the people around them. Sometimes my clients ask me, why do I have this major depression? First, Let's briefly look at your own genetic inheritance, at your background in terms of that. As you may know, mood disorders do run in families. So maybe your dad or some other of the folks in your extended family had a mood disorder. The problem here is that genetic inheritance is not something we can change. The second factor that I we'll talk about is trauma. And so when adults go through a life crisis, such as the one that you're going through right now, it's often um, based on things that happened a long time ago, maybe when you were just a kid. From your descriptions of your family of origin, it seems likely that you did experience some trauma as, as a kid when you were very young. And of course, unfortunately, whatever gets laid down in childhood has a profound impact on us as adults. But again, in general, trauma is not something that we can prevent. And so we have very little control over this factor. So unfortunately, two of those three background factors 
are outside of our control. The more good news, the better news, is that factor number three, lifestyle, is definitely under our control. Uh, Lifestyle includes your sleep habits, your exercise habits, your nutrition, toxic relationships or healthy relationships, and support system. One of my clients, who is a very avid reader, showed me an amazing book by Johan Hari called Losing Connections. Hari, in his book, focuses on the healing powers of a strong support system. And also, his book gives clients a sense that this mood disorder is not my fault. Again, a very important understanding for a client with a a major depression or any kind of mood disorder. So predictably, I do recommend that you seek out therapy. But the most important thing is that the healthcare professional or professionals that you find must be highly skilled in working with mood disorders. It must be one of their specialties. And this sometimes is the hard part. So if you're living in a small town, it may not be so easy to find a good match for you with what I would call the right therapist. In that case, I suggest that you consider a wonderful online therapy service called BetterHelp. And I am very feeling pretty confident that you will be able to find an excellent match for yourself and your needs. And of course, if you find someone in person who fits your needs and has the necessary skills, that's perfect. That'll be perfect. I'm going to suggest there is a podcast. It's called the the Psych Central Show. It's made by a fabulous online site, which offers so many resources. That is called psychcentral.com. One of the people who uh, does the podcast is a survivor of major mental illness that um, it has taken him years and much struggle to um, stabilize himself. So in this case, a survivor who has survived uh, a major mental health illness and is still ready to share his stories with us and his resources and his ideas, it's a very wonderful resource. Finally, I want to say again, thank you to you looking to plant. You gave us the nicest compliment. You said that our advice has been helping a lot. And when we hear that, it inspires us to continue our mission. Happily, that is to spread hope that you can feel better. It takes some work, but you can feel better.
I think it's time for Mother Daughter's Pickleball. Pickleball. Okay, I like that game. Do you, do you want to throw throw the ball to me, Mama? There it comes. <laughs> Didn't you see it? It goes pretty fast, you know? She's oh man. She's oh man, yeah. But hey, the point of pickleball is to have some fun. Well, I'm glad you brought some fun into this because I wanted to ask you a serious question to start out pickleball. This is a very serious topic. I mean, it is. It's, it's that the pickleball is the most fun we're going to have. Sorry. That and the fact that I really want to point out that from a designer point of view, that site, Psych Central, I would go to that and be like, this is spam. It's an ugly-looking site, I just have to say. But if you're struggling with something like major depression, you probably don't care about the aesthetics of the site. It's just really good information. Okay, fine. You bring up a good point. (laughs) You know, Daddy usually, Daddy often says, well, Rebecca wouldn't say that was very good design, would she? (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad dad is the, he's upholding good design standards even when I'm not there at home. Absolutely. So when you call the host that you were listening to of this podcast, when you call him a survivor, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would you call yourself a survivor of depression? Yes, I am. Definitely. Well, so do you think there's power in saying you're a survivor or in calling out that you have a mood disorder as part of how you introduce yourself? I really do. I do think that. And, and, and yet um, I'm very careful, or I have been over, you know, over my career, I've been very careful because sometimes that will be a total turnoff to colleagues even, or to um, a potential client. Um, it's not something that uh, people understand, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, I, you know, I do share it uh, when it's appropriate, I think. And, yes, um, part of why it took me re- literally 10 years to finish my Ph.D. is because a, a lot of that time I was very depressed and I could not focus enough to do the uh, dissertation, uh, that, you know, to get that organized and so forth. I mean, it's part of what happened. Um, other things happened, too. I was also working full-time. Do you tell that to looking to plant because you th- you think that will help him? You know, it's hard to know, Rebecca. I mean, different things help different people. Sometimes um, sharing one's own story is helpful. And sometimes, you know, to a client or a potential client, it's just like, oh, she's just going to talk about herself. You know, that's... That's what's I, this is about me. Why doesn't she give me some tools? You know, so it, every you know people have different perspective on it. I know, I know mom. The, the, one of the reasons why this question is difficult is because you can't, since you're not his therapist, you can't offer a diagnosis. But I just want to call out: you're going to give some self-diagnosis references mm-hmm. in the show notes, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And um, I've looked long and hard to find the best. Uh, what we call um, assessment devices uh, for, you know, for the general public to use. I mean, this advice had it all. It has self-tests. It has books. It has personal experience. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, flattery will get you everywhere. Keep doing it. Keep talking. <laughs> I was mostly just doing it for our listeners to call out all the all the stuff we got that will be included <laughs> in our show notes. But yes, also to flatter you, mom, to keep you playing pickleball for all times. <laughs> Have you ever gotten to mealtime and thought, dang, I forgot I'd need to eat? Well, if yesterday you had prep dish, this meal could already be complete. Prep dish, it's a time saver. Prep dish, it's full of flavor. Gluten free, dairy free, paleo. Grocery list of what you need with prep ahead instructions. Prep dish helps you make a week of fresh and healthy, stress free This week, my email from Prep Dish says that breakfast is gingered mango smoothies. I bet you want to find out what makes these smoothies so smooth and spicy. Well, founder of Prep Dish, Allison, is offering our dear listeners a free two-week trial of Prep Dish. So go to PrepDish.com slash Pickleball for your free trial. So we've given you all these advice goodies looking to plant, but we need to give you something very crucial to make sure that we're keeping it legit. You need a second opinion. And today's second opinion comes from someone quite incredible. Her name is Anna Sale, and she is the host and managing editor of Death, Sex, and Money, WNYC's show about the big questions and hard choices that are often left out of polite conversation. She's contributed to This American Life, Fresh Air, and I even just heard her the other week on Vox's podcast, Today Explained. But mom, you love her show, Death, Sex, and Money, right? I really love her show. She's such a good interviewer. She gets such good stuff out of people. Mm -hmm. And the other reason, mom, I think you might adore her Mm. is she's from West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right next to Pittsburgh. Right down the river. Right down the river. Nestled between Ohio and Monongahela. <laughs> Glad I could work in some Pittsburghese. Now here is some advice from Anna Sale. Hi, looking to plant. Here are some things I've observed about your letter that I think are interesting. That you are very clear that you have an intention to create roots. You also aren't sure you know how. And what you mentioned at the end, which I think is really interesting, is it's a combination of fear and boredom. So that you've both kind of learned that uh, it's really exhilarating to create change for you. That's part of your sort of makeup, that that change feels like life to you. Um, And also that you worry that there's a dark side to that, which is that um, flight response as opposed to uh, going after adventure. Um, and I I have a really mundane uh, advice for you about this, and it's a play off of your looking to plant name, and it is to start your new life in Asheville with a house plant, um, because I I had one very important house plant in my life, and um, I am not a a houseplant person. I'm not a very domestic person. I'm not a person who loves making my home a comfortable place. It's not something that um, kind of comes to me naturally. So taking care of my physical environment and getting really rooted is not something I have known how to do. Um, But when I was, how old was I? 
I was 30 years old and I my first marriage was breaking up and I had to create, I was staying in the same place where I had lived with my soon-to-be ex-husband and I had to figure out how to make this place feel different. Um, and I was walking through a farmer's market one day in Brooklyn and I saw this cactus that was like this very like special, different kind of cactus um, that had like these long sort of, I think it's called a pencil cactus, these long, thin, fleshy needles. And it was like 20 bucks. And I bought myself a plant and I brought it home and I put it in the window. And um, I was starting simple because I didn't want to kill it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought a cactus seems, seemed doable. Um, but then over the next several months, like it was right in my line of sight from my bed and I could watch how it was changing and growing slowly um, and kind of making a home for itself in this window. And I ended up moving that cactus to a few different apartments and it became this like wild, unruly mess of needles going everywhere, like up and down and over and across books. Um, and I could look at it and sort of like track my growth. Um, and uh, in a really earthy kind of like way, I, I and I was, I was living in New York City, which is not a place where you feel, where I felt rooted. Um, and this plant became really important symbolically to me. So, so instead of thinking about like, how do I go on a date with the intention to like commit, or how do I make sure this next job is the one that I'm going to make a career at? Like, I would start with like the simple thing of like seeing what it feels like to have a house plant? What does it feel like to have to live in a place where you feel like maybe you're going to make some investments from Home Depot or Lowe's because you're going to be here for a while? Like, what does it feel like to build that? And does it feel comfortable? Um, and then I think the other bigger things will become less daunting. All of a sudden, you'll sort of look up and realize that you're building a life. Looking to plant, I I feel like you can own that something really hard happened to you at a pivotal moment when you're like, what kind of man am I and who do I come from? You describe your family, your your line of family from your dad as a line of Ivy League wasps with some moral shortcomings. Like that's that's pretty bleak um, way of thinking about the men, the, the, the your father's side of the family. Um, I think it's okay to, as you're getting to know people, like... I don't know, like, tell just, I've got a complicated relationship with my dad. You know, like some people will just, as you meet someone, you sort of learn that their mother is a difficult relationship for them. And it's just like a fact you learn. And it doesn't, it's not like, oh, that person is tainted. It's like, oh, they're recognizing that like something about their life doesn't fit an ideal mold. And it's something they have to like integrate into their life. I think it, it's okay for that to be part of of where you came from. And I th and it totally makes sense that it's made you a little skittish about digging in and committing um, because you, uh, you were really let down. Um, so I would just, I would find a, if there's a way to just like put words to it that are, that are part of, part of the words you say when you're meeting people, like how do you describe your family? Like what's the two sentences you can say to just kind of, sum up that time in your life that doesn't feel shameful or oversimplifying or glossing over. Like, I think just kind of figure out how to integrate it into your story.
So one of the things I really liked about Anna Sale's advice and input is that it provides such a nice balance to mine, to my input. And mine was kind of professional and academic-ish, and here I'm going to teach you about mood disorders. And hers was just so warm and loving and practical and um, kind of almost, uh, this is how you put one foot in front of the other and go and do it. Well, I I hope looking a plant finds it helpful. I hope so too. I'm I'm really uh, cheering for him. If we are to extend the plant metaphor, I'd say you offered a lot of soil, <laughs> and Anna Sale just brought some miracle grow. She she's she's really um, a talented, wonderful woman. Yeah. Now it's up to looking a plant to take that advice and water it and take root. If he's ready. Yeah, and he, you will get such a kick out of seeing your plants grow, looking to plant. Yes. Metaphorically and uh, literally, if you choose the green thumb direction of this advice. <laughs> Boy, you get into those metaphors, girl. If you know someone who might benefit from hearing this advice, which, as my mom pointed out in her advice, is like everyone, hello, hello, darling, you're looking beautiful, but you need some advice. Um, I recommend that you channel the inner Jewish mother in you, maybe the external Jewish mother in you, and send them this podcast. Because as they say in Squirrel Hill, takun olam. While we're on the Jewish mother subject, I'm just going to pile on a little bit of guilt. I've noticed that you haven't reviewed the podcast yet. I just want to take a minute to let you know that it didn't go un- unknown to me. There's only one way to repair it. You can, you can visit your great aunt Dot. She's been asking about you every time I talk to her. Or you could also review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You could give it five stars. Everyone would love it. You say season three is great. You put some comments. Oh my gosh, you're going to be a star. You're an ace. Look at you already. My accent's trying to trying to sway into Boston, so I better, I better cut it out. Here, how about this instead? You could be the first one to review season three because you just heard it. So go to Apple Podcasts and review it right now. Advice from Mom is a production of Wise Ones Advice Services. It is produced by Juliet Heinley and me, Rebecca Garza-Bortman. Editing by Juliet Heinley and Samantha Land. Mixing and mastering by Jake Young. Audio assistance by Brian Patrick Garza. I'm going to credit our theme music to Love Jerks because that's the band that I am 50% a part of. This coming Friday, September 7th, you can see us at Off the Grid in Fort Mason. You might know it as a great place for food trucks to corral. But BFF.FM, the Internet's favorite radio station, knows it as a great place to celebrate their fifth birthday party. They're celebrating, we're playing, you're having fun, and stuffing your mouth. See you there. Wait, there's a bug. Hang on. Okay, I can't. I, I don't think it's a mosquito. Yeah, it is a mosquito. <gasps> Get it. Oh, you little shit. Okay, don't put that on the air, please. <laughs>